My name is Christelle Donaldson, and you are listening to episode number five of the Working Moms Show, Balancing Nutrition for a Healthy Pregnancy and Beyond, with Corinna Saramet from Wand Nutrition. Welcome to the Working Moms Show. I'm your host, Christelle Donaldson, mom of two and busy professional. In this show, we explore different ways to find balance and strive as a working mom in Switzerland. We'll share practical advice and inspiration to help you prioritize your health, family and career. From self-care and mindfulness to career development or financial planning, we'll cover a range of topics to help you feel your best and achieve your goals. So join us as we dive into the challenges and joys of being a working mom and discover how to create a life that's balanced and fulfilled. Welcome back to the Working Mom Show. Today on the episode, we have a special guest who is not only a dedicated mother, but also a certified integrative health and nutrition consultant with a focus on pregnancy, postpartum and baby nutrition. She is the driving force behind Warm Nutrition, a place where mothers can find guidance on nurturing themselves and their little ones. Corinna Saramet is here with us today to delve into the world of nutrition during some of the most important, beautiful and challenging stages of a woman's life. With a background in health and nutrition, she's been helping women navigate pregnancy, postpartum and assisting parents and caregivers in introducing nutritious foods to their babies while nurturing adventurous eaters. But what set Corinna apart is her personal journey as she became a mother of two lovely boys. Her passion for helping others during these life-changing moments stems from her own experience and the realization that nutrition plays a pivotal role in the well-being of mums and their children. At Warm Nutrition, Corinna's approach centers around real food, grounded in evidence-based information and enriched with the wisdom of traditional practices. She takes into account each individual's unique context, making her services a holistic and nurturing experience for her clients. On this episode, Corinna shares insights on her work as a nutrition consultant as we explore the vital topics of nutrition for conception, pregnancy, postpartum and lactation. We also discuss what it means to work with a nutrition consultant, how it usually works, and Corinna shares some general advice for women before and during pregnancy. I loved recording this episode as it brought back many fond memories of my pregnancies, and I hope you will enjoy it too. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Corinna. Very happy to have you on board. Very happy to be here as well. <laughs> thank you for inviting Yeah, no, I have some questions for you and uh, a very interesting topic to discuss, I'm sure. Uh, but before we dive in, would you mind sharing a little bit more about your story, how you became a health coach, a nutrition consultant, and on also why specifically you focused on pregnant women and mothers and babies? Yes, absolutely. So I think the story with nutrition started in 2013. So it's been 10 years already, 11 years almost. Um, but for a while, it was only for my own well-being, right? So I had some, you know, I was going through a period where everything was quite difficult, especially emotionally and uh, mentally. So I was looking for ways uh, that I can support myself, um, you know, holistically or by myself before I go to 
you know, other uh, methods. And this is how it started. Um, it was, you know, self-learning for a while, for a few years. And then I really wanted to study something more structured, um, you know, with a more scientific approach and to actually get certified in nutrition that, you know, just to, to help myself and my family and my friends. So um, this is what I did in, so I was working full time this whole time. I started in 2017 and then in 2019, I got my first certification, uh, which is Integrative Health and Nutrition Coach. I think the name matters less. It's rather to say that I first started with general nutrition, looking into the whole body, men, women, regardless of the age and object, uh, and regardless of the objective. And then when I myself wanted or realized I wanted to become a mother, um, I found it difficult, even as a nutrition coach, to really find the information that I needed in order to support my body. Um, so there's lots of places where you see what not to eat. You go to the doctors and they tell you what not to eat, what you're not allowed to. But there's, you know, there was at that time, especially uh, less about what to include in my diet in order to support my body and um, obviously also my baby. So that's when, you know, it's, it was just, it just hit me. It came all of a sudden. I didn't really spend time to consciously think or brainstorm, but it was, uh, you know, one day that I said, okay, I'm going to focus on this. And then it all came naturally. I started with pregnant or conception and pregnancy. And then I realized I wanted to, you know, take mothers from the moment that they want to have a baby until their babies start solids and then you know until they grow up uh, to toddlerhood and uh, there's all these <laughs> um, aspects around picky eating fussy eating you know difficult ta um, table time and so on and so forth so yeah this is um, the whole story no, thank you for sharing and it's interesting how very often i found in this um, domain it often starts from a personal quest of wanting to help ourselves then wanting to help around and getting an interest and mm -hmm. and it's always nice because then you can relate more um so you you have two kids um, i have two kids yeah, yeah two boys how old are yeah. they now one year and so 13 months and two year and a half mm, okay and yeah. so uh, you said something about why well, we're not allowed to eat when we're pregnant, uh, mm -hmm. when we breastfeed, etc. Which uh, actually I was thinking about that because, for example, we know also that uh, smoking is bad, alcohol is bad. So all the things that indeed you should not do. But can we spend a moment then to say how can nutrition or first maybe what is the impact? So if you consider toxic things like alcohol and smoking, it's not good. But mm -hmm. in general, what is the impact of your nutrition when you're pregnant and also when you want to conceive, as you say, because it does have a lot of an impact on your body and how it reacts? Yeah, so, you know, being pregnant means a millions of processes that happen in your body. So literally your body will know how to grow finger, toes, uh, eventually even hair, how to develop eyes, how to develop skeleton so everything right so there's millions of processes that happen in your womb in your uterus and for all of these processes you need nutrients nutrients that is important you know that you for some especially that you consume on a regular basis from food and then if there's anything that interferes with that you know a different diet restrictions um, any affection or disease um, any malabsorption or nutrients that are impeded to absorb any deficiency. So that's, you know, something that you need to, to tackle 
uh, probably also beyond food via supplementing, for example. Um, and all of this is important. Um, so first of all, you know, because a lot of women, most of the women that I work with want to work with me for the, uh, for the healthy development of the baby once they get pregnant. A lot of other women work with me during postpartum so that their milk, their breast milk is nutritious for their baby. But what I always say is that nutrition is equally or even more important for the mother because both during pregnancy and also during breastfeeding and postpartum, our body will make sure that the baby thrives. So, you know, even if our nutrition is not ideal because there's also third world countries, unfortunately, that have difficulty in, in, you know, in having an intake of enough nutrients, but their body will make sure that the baby um, goes uh, to term, that the pregnancy, uh, you know, is delivered. So a woman's body will make sure that the baby thrives and is healthy or as healthy as possible. But that means that the mother is taxed from a nutrition perspective. Mm. And we don't necessarily realize that, um, or, you know, some women realize that sooner they have difficulty during pregnancy, they have gestational diabetes, um, they have, um, you know, other aspects of uh, blood pressure, um, that uh, difficulty of sleeping and other aspects that are very, you know, difficulty for the mother, difficult for the mother as well. But then nutri nutrition is also very well connected to our um, emotional um, health and our mental mm. health. So, yeah the nutrient levels that we have can interfere also with postpartum depression or, you know, it's probably more correct to say it can prevent mm, postpartum depression. So there's obviously not just nutrition that matters. Mm. It's sleep, it's the level of support that you have, it's the stress management, but it's definitely one yeah. pillar that can, um, can support a mother's well-being and a mother's health. There's what? other also, yeah, sorry. No, no, sorry. I was just going to ask, you know, based on what you say, what are common nutrients that we tend to miss? I remember I needed to have a lot of iron, um, extra iron yes. when I was pregnant, yeah. for example. Exactly. So iron is one, um, you know, one that's very often discussed because um, especially during the second and the third trimester, we uh, need a lot more iron. In the second trimester, our blood volume grows a lot. And in the third trimester, the baby um, makes iron deposits and they use the, the mother's deposits in order to make their own deposits. So that's why our iron needs really increase throughout pregnancy, especially the uh, second part. Um, then there's vitamin B12, which is extremely important, vitamin A. So, you know, depend, obviously throughout pregnancy, there are nutrients that are much more relevant um, for, um, you know, pregnant mother, but there's also some nutrients that are specifically more important depending on the trimester that we are in, because depending on what the baby is developing at a certain moment, you know, the, the yeah. nutrient that's required more is, you know, for example, um, omega-3 fatty acids during the third trimester, because that's where most of the brain development happens. And then omega-3 uh, fatty acids like DHA is extremely relevant for the brain development. Iron is important in the third trimester because the baby makes deposit calcium as well. The baby makes deposit of calcium. So vitamin A is equally um, important. So I mean, there's not really an order that I no. could say at a general level. So depending on each case and 
individual by individual, I would say for some women, this is more relevant because this is where, you know, I don't see enough in your diet mm -hmm. or I see a yeah. risk of, but generally I cannot say that one is more important than the other. They're all um, yeah. relevant. And, um, you know, if we have a deficiency, usually or often we tend to jump onto a supplement or a pill mm. or taking iron supplement, vitamin D, etc. And yeah. when you work with uh, women who come to your practice, do you help them also see how they can find that through their nutrition instead of just supplements? Absolutely. So um, I always do an analysis of a food journal, of blood tests, whenever women are happy to share those with me. So... Ideally, yes, I would also have an overview of that. But um, if, you know, someone wants to work with, with, with me before conception, I focus on um, getting those nutrients from food first. So I have a food first approach, which is very, you know, real foods, um, foods that support our uh, well-being, general digestive system, immune system, and so on and so forth. Um, if there's already a deficiency, then yes, I'm also entitled to recommend additional supplementation until an upper, upper tolerable limit, limit um, obviously always in connection with their doctor. Um, and um, I think that's also dependent on, you know, the level of vitamin D, for example, is one example that you, you would normally test and you cannot really get enough from food. Um, it's a very small amount that you get from food. So yeah, that's, you know, that's one part where supplementation is important. But all of the others, depending on whether it's an omnivorous diet, whether I see, um, you know, a food journal that has some gaps in terms of potential nutrients, then I, you know, yes, my recommendations will be always food first and then supplementation okay. if necessary. And so if we look at preconception and pregnancy, what are some tips or general advice that you give your clients in terms of maintaining a healthy diet during mm -hmm. that period? So I think in terms of nutrients, it's not a... Um, so generally, you know, nutrition is just... Or let's say the nutritious foods are the same, regardless of whether we are a baby or an elderly. Um, it depends on, you know, which ones we need most, depending on the life stage that we are in. Um, so the nutritious list of foods will not change. I will say the same list every time. In terms of conception, what I focus more on is uh, getting in touch with our menstrual cycle and, you know, learning the aspects that are important for us for each stage of the menstrual cycle, right? So knowing if we don't know already, Um, you know, we usually know when we're menstruating because that's obvious, but it's also important to know when we're ovulating. I focus on discussing a bit more on that, you know, because it's it's the, the precursor of nutrition then afterwards because it's kind of connected. Um, so conception is a bit more about, you know, menstrual phases and how we can use food in order to support our hormonal health during all these stages. And we don't need to have hormonal problem in order to support our hormones. So it's ideally if we support them throughout, mm. you know, um, our reproductive life as women. Um, then during pregnancy, there's uh, nutrients that are required, um, you know, in a higher quantity based on the development that happens in the uterus for the baby, based on the you know trimester that we are in, First trimester could be, for example, um, difficult due to nausea 
sometimes even vomiting. Mm. So then I focus on, you know, ways that we can manage that um, as much as possible. Some things work with someone and some things don't. Um, then, you know, in this period, I might focus a bit on supplementation a bit more because there's, you know, not really the possibility to get nutrients from food for, for some women. It's just literally impossible. Um, and yeah, you know, more specifically, if you want to discuss about foods or um, nutrients, just, yeah, let me know <laughs> how how deep, yeah. deeper should I go into No, sure. Um, but I wanted to ask you as well. So you're, you know, also a holistic health coach. So in your practice, do you approach the wide approach? Uh, I mean, do you look at more than just what you're eating, I guess, like you were saying, mm -hmm. knowing your cycle, understanding your body. So I'm sure there are yeah. more, a, a bigger approach. Yes, so I do. Um, I have to say that, you know, depending on the client that I work with, um, this percentage of focusing on sleep, for example, can change from, you know, mm -hmm. 5% to 10%. To um, but nutrition will be my main focus. So nutrition is always my main focus. And then all the others are always discussed. But as I said, you know, mm -hmm. depending. so if someone, for example, comes and says it's you know there's fatigue there's um, uh, difficulty to fall asleep there's a headache uh, you know there's uh, always tired there's a big part of nutrition there but there's also a big part about sleep hygiene and mm -hmm. stress management so i do what i'm able to do and i recommend as much as possible um, and i try to support here but i also you know um, uh, recommend other specialists in those yeah. areas so sure of course and so how do you, um, how do you, for people like me, actually, who've never worked with a nutritionist, how do you typically work with your clients? You know, a one-off, a series, and then what do you look at? You mentioned a journal, mm -hmm. for example, you know, how do you work with them? How do you manage to help them through what they eat, uh, their yeah. habits, etc.? So I have, let's see, historically, I've had two ways of working with, uh, with this is uh, when it comes to one-to-one -one sessions because I also have one-to-many which is like a webinar or a workshop that I organize from time to time as well but when it comes to one-to-one -to -one sessions I have either a one-off session which is you know you come uh, or we meet once and then it's basically more um, it, it's um, let's say relevant for people who have a clear objective so they've also they have already reached a level where they know a lot of things about nutrition but they cannot manage to get organized or they have you know very specific things like i deal with constipation so i need you know relevant inputs on this topic so that's kind of like manageable in one session in a way um, and then the other way I work with is in programs, which is generally at least eight weeks, you know, mm -hmm. for conception and pregnancy, I recommend um, at least 12 weeks. This is my standard, basically, for conception. And I mean, generally, you need about three months in order to actually see any change or anything in habits in the way that you feel. Um, it can happen that, you know, you have three weeks after and you feel a lot better, but you know it also to learn a new habit and make it stick exactly right? yeah exactly yeah. and for both these approaches i work so at first i need a food journal and the questionnaire that i design based on the you know life stage that i work with so i have one questionnaire mm -hmm. for conception another one for pregnancy another one for postpartum because you know the questions are 
different and other things are relevant. And then another questionnaire for baby nutrition, because I've also worked with babies. Um, I mean, with their parents, but for their yeah. babies. Um, and so these are the two main things that I need. And then obviously blood tests whenever they are available um, and whenever the, the clients are willing to share them. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, in programs, what I really found extremely useful for my clients because I also learn from them a lot. So it's not that, you know, I have a fixed approach and I never yes. change. I always try to adapt. What what really helps is um, keeping a food journal that I also have access to. And then I provide inputs and recommendations directly on what that person eats, you know, to be able to say, you can also include this in order to balance your meal a bit better. Or I see you like to eat whatever potatoes try to cook them in this way so that they keep uh, their nutrient level a bit better or mix them with whatever butter so that you get some vitamin a as well um, or try to pair them with some vegetables so that you don't have a big blood sugar spike because they're you know um, have more um, uh, starch Mm -hmm. so this is kind of the thing that I, it's not compulsory, but I recommend clients to keep throughout the program. And I found, or they've shared that it's been most insightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have, you know, various sessions throughout this whole um, weeks that we're able to do check-ins to see what works from the protocol that I've recommended, what doesn't, what needs to be adapted and so on and so forth. And do you have some women who come like from preconception, sorry, to pregnancy, to post-recovery, to baby, nutrition, etc. Yes, yes, yes. So I have to say that most often I've had pregnant women that I've worked with and then they've come back for, um, you know, one session, for example, about um, nutrition for breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and then a whole program again for baby nutrition. This is the most often uh, recurrency that I've had. It's very interesting because I have to say, you know, I, I studied as a health coach myself and I remember and through my experience as well, you know, all the talking around when you go and see a doctor, you get so limited advice, right? So you go and see your pediatrician when you're a mother yeah. and they tell you, oh, now you they, can start diversifying. They give you a booklet. <laughs> yeah, a booklet or maybe start with apple and pear and then introduce carrots. And that's pretty much all you get. And yeah. it can feel very overwhelming. So I'm sure it's very useful to have if you want to dig deeper to have more insights and advice and ask questions and because often we rely on our network on our, our mums our, you know our friends internet um, yeah you get overwhelmed a, as well. yeah a lot so it's a bit more of a uh, yeah a better approach i think um how much do you think of your anyway it doesn't matter i was going to say how many you know compare which stage do people come to see you is it more for the conception the breastfeeding i guess a bit a bit of both right um so let me think i think pregnancy is very often and baby nutrition is very often so when babies start solid Mm. in terms of programs in terms of you know uh, yeah. um, a longer, longer period term. of time conception as well is usually longer um postpartum it's often that i have one obsessions more often than programs because i think mothers also um have less time or yeah. want want to dedicate less time to their own well-being so yeah. it's everything basically Actually, about the baby it's, and- it's probably the first time i really think about postpartum nutrition 
Um, because indeed you come yeah. into lactation unless you're not breastfeeding, but it's true that I wouldn't really have thought deeply about that. So in the yeah. big lines, what is it about? Is it about making sure that you still recover your, because uh, you went through, your body went through such a transition that you exactly. have to make sure that you give it all the nutrients and the food to stay healthy? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan, uh, fan. I mean, I'm a big advocate of postpartum nutrition because, you know, it's really the moment when, a woman needs most support in terms of nutrition also mm. other things but um requirements if you lactate and if you decide to breastfeed required nutrient requirements are even higher than during pregnancy mm. and women women don't know that and people don't know that or people don't talk about it you know once a baby is born um, a mother is born as well and baby obviously has you know millions of needs that um, need to be fulfilled by the mother and by the parents but you also need to uh, mother the mother, so to say, mm. because so on one thing, there's been a pregnancy when almost every single organ moved, right? So everything is not in their pl its place anymore. So obviously the body is tremendously amazing at recovering, but it takes time. So that's one thing. And there's a lot of things that can be there, um, you know, not problematic let's say but difficult so constipation might appear hemorrhoids difficulty to go to the toilet um you know you you're very hungry but you don't know what to eat in order to suppress to um um sorry to support your recovery and to support the nutrition of the breast milk that your baby then drinks um and also here when it comes to breastfeeding nutrition there's lots about what not to eat because the baby will feel this because the baby will be gassy and i think and there are a lot of misconceptions so right and, yeah exactly there's oh, a lot of i've heard i've heard comments in my family like oh but you shouldn't breastfeed your like your 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 milk is not good enough or something like that and i'm pretty sure everybody is capable of producing good milk absolutely as i said you know i always think um and we now you know, the world that we discuss in, it's a privileged world where we are able to invest in our nutrition as much as possible and as necessary. But there's, you know, countries where women do not have that kind of uh, possibility and their breast milk is what keeps the baby alive, mm -hmm. what keeps, what, you know, grows the baby as well. Mm -hmm. um, so breast milk is definitely... <laughs> um, you know, this is a sensitive topic. I feel that yeah. whenever I say something about breast milk, then people who decide not to feel in a way you know that they've done something wrong which is not true it's just you know as a nutritionist and as a mother there's not any way that i couldn't say that breast milk is the you know most nutritious food for the baby mm -hmm. no it's a very good one and so are there any particular challenges well i guess it's a very vast topic but i was going to say particular challenges about food for example mainly when women are pregnant i guess and they have no share and they can't eat properly because mm -hmm. i've had some friends who really could not keep much and they actually lost weight on their pregnancy yeah i guess your support is also very useful here yes exactly yes so i do focus on um trying to figure out what's triggering the nausea more so it can happen regardless of what you eat but there's some usually some triggers that influence that i focus a lot on rest and on sleep um and on breathing as well because that's also important to calm down because you feel a lot of stress when you cannot mm. eat as a pregnant mother you know yeah. especially during the first pregnancy you really 
you know, you, you also feel bad that you cannot provide your baby with. It. So there's a lot of stress that builds up. Um, so focusing on what's triggering that together with the client, obviously, and then focusing on what can be um, eaten or drank in order to support um, and when in order to support, you know, feeling less nausea, um, trying to um, in the end um, have a minimum intake of food if possible in order to um, yeah. to support the pregnancy. And then, at, you know, in this period, supplements are extremely important if really, um, yeah, if, if the person stays, can, yeah. cannot eat at all. Yeah, yeah indeed. And so apart from coming and visiting a nutritionist or in addition to that, do you have recommendations of how women can learn more about their body, but also about good nutrition, uh, you know, reading books or special accounts like following you, I guess, on social? Um, do you have any tips on that? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I, you know, if there's something, I don't have a list in mind, but I'm happy to share that with you afterwards if that's useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... I think, you know, with social media, I also tend to be very overwhelmed. And I'm someone who works in nutrition, but whenever I follow tens of other accounts, I sometimes feel overwhelmed that there's so much information and sometimes it's also conflicting. So I think it makes sense to follow um, people that work um, and like relevant people that, but I, that work with nutrition, but also to follow people that you resonate with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the social media should not make you feel bad that you're not doing something. It should rather inspire you to do something more yeah. or something better for your health. Um, so that's one thing. Reading books as well um, can help. So, you know, for example, during conception, I highly recommend reading about um, the four stages of our menstrual cycle, what happens with our hormones, how we can detect that we're ovulating, how we can know our body better. Um, so, you know, there, mm-hmm. there's the f- fertility awareness method, for example, that, that was um Yeah, maybe um, what we can do is after, if you can send me a couple of links and then I'll add them on, Absolutely. The, on the show notes. Absolutely. That would be useful, yeah, indeed. Absolutely. I remember reading many different topics when I was pregnant because also sometimes you just have to rest and take some time and you want to prepare and you get all these books about yeah all the stages yes absolutely but also find someone that you trust and maybe mm-hmm. try to connect even if it's a friend or someone that's a bit further away yeah and maybe ask for a curated list of exactly things yeah you can get a bit mm-hmm. crazy with everything that's out yeah. there and i like what you say about you know being overwhelmed on social media or online or anywhere about the amount of information and i think this is where sometimes it's good to have a professional like you who can help you digest information and focus on what is really more important and then you can maybe complement on um, knowing which account to follow or exactly. whatever account it is but it helps yes yeah and to conclude, do you have any particular, or not particular, sorry, general tips that you'd like to share for mums and mums-to-be? <laughs> yes. So um, let me take it um, stage by stage. So I think during pregnancy, especially if it's the first pregnancy, uh, my main tip is to really take your time and enjoy uh, as much as possible. So if the first trimester is difficult, then, you know, try to rest during the second because it gets a lot better. Um, and, you know, focus on what your body tells you. So it's extremely important to eat 
whenever you are hungry and drink whenever you are thirsty. Do not let that go away because you're working, because you don't have time. Try oh, to because really... you're scared of putting on the pounds. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Try to really listen to your body. If you feel the need to eat, then by all means eat. Um, even if it's five times a day. So pregnancy is not the time where we want to deprive our body from nutrients. Um, obviously, you know, the advice when it comes to foods, uh, focusing on real whole foods, um, trying to include protein, um, ideally at every meal, but if not at least daily, on a daily basis, complete protein, um, focusing on having balanced meals that have carbohydrates, you know, whole carbohydrates, but also combined with protein and fats, ideally also containing fiber. Um, and then that, you know, that's kind of the general the general advice that you see everywhere, but it, it does make sense and it doesn't change from yeah, woman to woman. Coming back to the basics. Yeah. Exactly. Um, during the third trimester or just before birth, I would highly recommend women that they uh, cook and freeze some meals mm. so that they have during the first week postpartum, especially if they don't have support. Um, that's, you know, something that can be a life changing thing. Yeah, it's and, a very good idea. And even if you don't have time to cook or you don't know, or, you know, at least try to pack your pantry with some wholesome, uh, nutritious snacks, because if you're also lactating, you will be hungry very often, um, once you've given birth and during the first weeks and months postpartum. Um, then I think when, when, when baby grows a bit older and, or, you know, have a bigger family or just, uh, you know, you eat as a family, I think there it's very useful to start as early as possible to cook for the whole family. So obviously with adaptations, if the baby mm -hmm. is, um, six months, you, you obviously adapt, uh, when it comes to, you know, not using salt and the, um, the way that you give the foods in what form and what shape and what texture so that it's safe. But as soon as possible, try to think. And I also have, you know, for example, I organize some webinars, you know, how to cook nutritionally, more nutritiously for the whole family. And I really focus on, you know, learning moms that food doesn't have to be different for the kids. So, you know, it just has to, yeah. it just gets more complicated and mm -hmm. you don't have that much time. So as early as possible, um, you know, try to bring that baby at the table with the family and, um, also gets them interested into food and give them exactly. like, educates them about what we eat in general exactly yeah mm -hmm. oh, thank you so much Corina it was a pleasure having you on board oh likewise thank you so much I really enjoyed the time yeah thank you and I will uh, as I said I will uh, add some notes on the show notes on the website and in the podcast to make sure people can find your link to your website your network and some of your recommendations awesome thank you so so much thank you bye bye Bye.